The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, we are getting close to Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I'm excited. A little... Gets a, gets a little colder in the evenings. I just busted my eardrums. Doing your ho, ho, ho? Uh, no, no. It wasn't on when I did that. I think the sea and cold got me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season. Everybody's kind of getting getting things going. Um, but I, I caught the first of the show the other day. We were talking about being up in the mountains. Thanksgiving, you yep. said Beach Mountain was going to open. All the mountain slopes were going to open December the 1st. I was listening to the show, I think it was like December the 2nd or 3rd, and it was a high of like 69 degrees in Charlotte, a low of 60. I didn't know how man-made snow would last did during it, that. Did I, it? Hope, I hope they're flowing. It's a, we're recording in during the week. I think this is the first full week of December, I think. Yep. Um, And, and it's, you know. Around sixty for the high. It's a little little nipply at night, and uh, I hope that translates into some good snow production up in the mountains. Well, that too. I I don't know if they actually opened. I was actually trying to look it up on my phone to see if they were able uh, to get open for um, uh, for it was December second is when they're supposed to open, which is last uh, week ago Saturday. Um, so I'm not sure if it happened or not. I want the mountains and the ski slopes of North Carolina and Virginia and West Virginia and Eastern Tennessee yes. to have a wonderful ski season. No, man. I mean, that's 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 the deal. I mean, they're, they are 100% driven by the weather. It's like being a farmer almost. So you got bad weather, you got bad snow, you got bad revenue. wonder if – question. wonder if the government helps the ski slopes out like the during a bad, bad weather year. We need to have somebody from Beach or Sugar on the show. And I have farmers in the family, and I love farmers, and a bunch of my friends are farmers. I go to the farm show. Dad used to say, they don't want it to rain. <laughs> Come on. They want, they want that check. Come on, Papa Ron. Don't be such a pessimist. Oh, man. He's up, I can see him. I can feel the scowl coming down on us now. Um, <laughs> they just acting like they're going to grow tobacco over there on that quarter acre. So they can get paid for that 9,999.75 acres. No, (laughs) no, no. Well, uh, well, Hanukkah actually started on Thursday as well, so we are in the throes of the holiday season. Hanukkah starts on Friday. I thought it was the 7th, so it's the 8th. It starts this coming Friday. We're recording a little before Friday, I think. So So the show will air on Sunday, the first day of Hanukkah. It's was Friday. Friday. Okay, was Friday. Was Friday. For some reason, I had Thursday in my brain, but you so know. So that's the get these the holidays start kicking in. Ba bam, ba boom, ba bum. Yeah. You know, and then uh, we got our house all decorated up. We have perma mattresses on the living room floor, having you know, having a little party, a couple night, three, let's call it six nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> We got one of those little tabletop arcade games, and when we got it originally, uh, we had it in the in the kitchen living room right beside the island, 
and it got played all the time. Yeah. Then we moved it down to my man cave where the pool table is and a dartboard. And, and people, you know, if if we're hanging out with friends, we'll, we'll conglomerate down there, but it, it doesn't happen all the time. What are you playing, like Mortal Kombat on that thing? What'd you nah, do? It's got like 60 games. You're playing like three or Pac four Man. different. Miss Pac-Man, Junior Pac-Man, Regular Pac-Man. Gotcha. Then you got Galaga, and then you got Street you know, Fighter. Bot, and you got all kind of great games. Pong. It's, it's Pong? Pong. Pitfall. Pitfall. You got yeah. something like that. It's got all kind of games. They don't all have the same name I remember them as. <laughs> but so Reagan said she was going to move it up for the christmas right. season yeah uh and it's been upstairs about two weeks now what's that joker and, way and i'm <laughs> i'm terrible at these old games but it's fun you know gives us gives you something to compete with your kids on and something for the family to gather around and you can kind of do it while you're eating that sub sandwich or something man it's a lot different the old pac-man versus what like call of duty all the guys are playing now these days that's that's a whole different yeah game. we Gaming's you know, right, come a long way. right, wrong, or indifferent. The Haston family has taken the stance that we don't like video games, and Ford Ford doesn't at home has never played a video game. I got so you. other than maybe on uh, actually at home, he doesn't even get to play games on Reagan's phone. They don't. My phone's off limits. But uh, when he gets Gigi and Grandma and Grammy, you know they 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 get their phone and download all these little games which is cool so you don't i mean i had a game boy so yeah you can't be too when i was young we never played on an iphone (laughs) my kids are like you're crazy (laughs) yeah reagan jumps in with them on me i think she dropped the elbow on my head about 37 times yesterday Wow, I thought you had your head was looking a little bit black and blue. Well, that's there. below par. I mean, it's usually, we, we're rolling about ninety plus. <laughs> She's throwing the ninety plus bows at you, huh? But uh, we're in the middle of basketball season, so uh, Rowan's playing, Piper's playing, and, and now Ford's playing for Belmont. Man, that new. If you haven't been to Belmont lately, East Belmont, go cross the river on the Catawba, take a left on Catawba Avenue. East Belmont, there's a new facility there on your right. It's, it's the the city's uh, city works part. They have a skate park, skateboard part. Mm. And, man, they have, I think there's six full-court basketball courts in this gym. And they have the uh, volleyball nets that come off the ceiling so you don't have to put them in the yeah. floor anymore. Okay, cool. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen that before. Legit. Well, we, you and I were in Belmont yesterday. Uh, on Monday, if you're listening to this now, with Belmont. our our our, uh, our friends at Pulte and Del Webb, yeah, uh, the new Del Webb community, groundbreaking, yeah, wonderful. Thought you were gonna get our our friends over there on the radio, but in due time, <sighs> swing due, and miss in due time, in due time, maybe. But no, nah, it was cool, man. That. Belmont is beautiful. I'm a big advocate. Yeah, a lot of growth down that way. Great asset. Yep. All right, Patrick, tell us about our guest today. Our guest today is you. Oh, me. we're gonna talk about. <sighs> The history of Roby and, and, and all the things that, that make us what we are and, and where we came from. And we had a free box. day. We haven't had a free day in a while. Couple and of years. Uh, you yeah. wanted to do some hard-hitting interviewing with me. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think you know enough to ask good questions, so we'll see how it works. You're listening to At Home with Roby. I'll be back. I'll Patrick be back. will be back. Yeah. We're yeah. going to be here in the studio. Thanks for tuning in. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the last segment, go back and check us out. Uh, you can podcast us. You can hit us on social media, all the spots. Um, 
Did I say, did I tell you we hired uh, a social media lady for the Roby family of companies about <laughs> oh, close to a year ago, Sarah Strauss? You, you are literally trying to get uh, murdered, I think, maybe. I think she has done a great job. <laughs> She's done so, wonderful. So you should see better updates. Uh, my neighbor, uh, Billy Dang, showed me the other day that, that, that we're out on the market hiring on Facebook and stuff. I said, show me that. Yeah, that's cool. Because I don't get on that stuff too much, but I was intrigued. I got you. It yeah, was good. Oh, I got, a, a I got a bone to pick with you, too. Brilliant. When I was with Billy riding in my car, I got a call from Todd Hirschfeld. Okay. Hirschfeld Marketing yeah. Solutions, good friend, been on the radio, said it's about time. He's got some updates, wants to come back. Said he was catching us on the podcast last Saturday mm. morning. Said your math about 10 minutes to 8, something about four times. The the math that I got confused on about how you save service guy, you know, the you were talking about at our town hall. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't follow you. He didn't follow me. If you saved 10, if you wanted to save, if you want your profit, your efficiency on time, we'll talk about that later, but. I told him. He said, "Man, I don't. I didn't really follow Patrick's math." I said, "You heard me. I don't typically give up, but I threw my <laughs> I threw my hat in the in the bucket." All right, I would have, I've simplified this. It'll take me five seconds. This if is you, for you, Todd Hirschfeld. Eight hour workday, sixty minutes in an hour. So you have four hundred and eighty minutes in a day. Okay. So if a business is trying to make ten percent net income. 48 minutes of your workday is essentially profit to the business. So if you waste that 48 minutes, essentially you're, you're I understand that, but I think last time you said 30 minutes. Oh, okay. And the math didn't line up. Maybe. Well, thanks for calling me out, Todd. I, I need to be set straight here. I there. think he got his one-way ticket back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Todd. <laughs> well, before we before we get started, I got, I'm going to give TJ some props for rocking his UGA gear. Um, oh wow! What the college football playoff committee has some explaining to do, and they didn't do it very well, in my opinion. Um, I mean, how do you I, knock our ACC boys? I don't understand how you go undefeated and you in the powerhouse Man, school. How does that I don't, happen? I, they said because the quarterback got hurt. I think that's even more reason. That is worse. They dug more a digger reason. deeper hole. That's not fair. And I've watched a couple games lately, and Man. their defense playing good. They yeah. hung in these games and scrapped and fought. And you know, had me thinking. I was excited. Actually, became a fan of the underdog. Yeah, and was excited about rooting for them in the in the playoffs because I thought they would hang in the game and scrap it out. Little first year freshman. Totally agree. I mean, the the fifth year senior got hurt. I mean, I was rooting for that guy. Wrote wrote Rodenhow, Rodenhow, and Jordan Travis. And he got hurt, and yeah. the, the 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 rookie with the mustache. I'm like, he's my dog, right, TJ? We, <laughs> yeah. I got a little. I shaved yeah. yesterday, kind of mustache, but still have a little side hair. TJ's all in on the mustache. I, I'm sorry to get, to take us on a tangent, but I agree. But, but it's a it's a it's it's a it's an example of America, America business. It's the underdog always gets knocked out unfair. You know, we'll see how they react. I enjoyed how the star quarterback, Travis, reacted. He said, well, heck, I should have got hurt earlier in the season. This kid, this team is number one. Yeah, right. And they don't want out anyway. So why y'all penalizing us? It's not fair. Do better, CFP. It doesn't say – I mean, I, I disagree with Do the whole better. thing. It doesn't – I didn't realize it was so arbitrary, but it doesn't say margin of victory. 
Doesn't say if your quarterback's healthy That's or crazy. not. That's crazy. Well, let's let's let's. We went on. We went on. And I hate Texas. Hey, I brought you I on mean, a tangent. Mac Brown, you burnt down Carolina. You know, two and a half, three decades ago with the Longhorns. Yeah, y'all still bit, even though you got him back, y'all still bitter about that. Well, now he's washed up. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Mackie! All right, well, I, I I threw I threw gasoline onto a fire there, but that was a, that was not the intent of what we were going to talk about in segment two. We were gonna we haven't done uh, a, a about Roby show in a long time, and and I think there's no one better to tell the story than you and your brother and and, and some others within the business. And so, uh, tell us, man. I mean, how Roby start? When did it start? How did it start? I, you know the story, but I like I think it's cool hearing it from did you. Did you hear me tell the story this morning? No, I had to introduce myself and then leave, unfortunately. We had a new hire breakfast today, and uh, we do that about every six months. And Yeah. I, I, told, you I told this story. I didn't know what to say. They told me I had like a minute and a half to talk, so I talked 22 minutes. Right now you got four um, minutes and 40 seconds in this segment. I think okay. you can squeeze it in. Yeah, I mean, started in 1950 yep. by Andrew Robichek. A uh, Hungarian immigrant, I think, and uh, That's right. shortened it to Roby to be Americanized. That was that was a thing when when you had immigration and, and the country was growing. Uh, you know, it's a little different than it is today. Seventy seventy three years later, yeah. Hired my granddad as his first uh, number employee, one employee, yeah. And uh, that was Glenn, Glenn Haston, and um, he was his right hand guy and. Leroy and the Mason were his third and fourth employees. I think Leroy was 15. He was Mason helper. And uh, my granddad used to tell a story a couple weeks in. The Mason, they were digging out a, a big oak tree root in Myers Park. And the Mason wasn't working hard. And he rode by and said, you go home. And Leroy, you get in the truck. And Leroy virtually, uh, as as work goes, raised my dad and then raised me and my brother. Uh, passed is, away a couple of years ago, Leroy Oates. Leroy Oates, who you talk about quite often on the show. I know he's really fond to your whole family, you and your brother especially. And then I know you, you know your dad, your uncle, and your whole family was very fond and, of Leroy. And it was a one-man lower remodeling company. I mean, they did windows and siding. I, I said this morning, I think that's when vinyl siding kind of started, technology kind of coming along. And uh, I'm sure it was the greatest thing ever then, kind of like Hardy Board decades later. Yeah. And, and, you know, so... Uh, my granddad helped Mr. Roby run this little company for, for a decade or so, and I think Mr. Roby in the 60s, I don't think they were that prof- prosperous, uh, just hardworking folks. And uh, in the 60s, I think Mr. Roby figured out he had no lineage in his family and the Hastings were going to be his exit strategy or what what have you, to keep the name going. Um, I don't really think it was a money thing. And they didn't have any money, so for bonuses that year, the legend goes that he gave Granddad a couple shares of yeah. of, of, of sweat the equity company. Yeah, as the start of, of the progression, and then I think my dad came up. My dad served Ron Hastings, served two tours in Vietnam. The story always goes. Everybody used to talk about how hard of a worker my dad was in front of him and behind his back and everything. Um, he served two tours on the front line in Vietnam. The story goes he served one of his brother's tours the second time. He got shot, Purple Heart, just 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 a servant leader. But the story goes in high school he had work release and worked four jobs. I'm, I'm sure he worked for Roby some. He worked for McDivitt & Street. I remember that vividly, a big commercial construction company building big buildings. I think they've sold and changed names over the years. 
Huh. Um, and he lived on McDonald Avenue, so he used to chase baseballs and sell popcorn and hot dogs at Crockett Park. Uh, yeah. Things I know that he did. But just always working and saving. And then uh, when he came back uh, from Vietnam, he married my mother. And uh, him and him and my grandfather bought the business uh, in, in the 76, I think, from Mr. Roby. And, uh, and Dad's little brother Don was in the business at the time. I think at that time he was a teenager, young 20s, and uh, or actually young teens at that time, a lot, fair amount younger than my father. And then my dad ran the business through the 80s and 90s. Um, and my granddad was still in the business. He passed away in 05. He was around till he, he got stomach cancer and, and went down pretty quick. He still yeah. came to office. I, I graduated Chapel Hill in 2000, joined the business full-time. Um, my brother had already come from East Carolina and, and was in the business in the late 90s, the year or two before me. And uh, my dad was a servant leader and, and got out of the way and let us kind of grow the company uh, during the 2000s. So... And God rest his soul, he passed away. He got lung cancer um, in 2012 and passed away at the end of 2000 and, uh, excuse me, 2014, I'm sorry. Uh, he passed away nine years ago this December. I always tell this story briefly before we go to break about your dad. Really the first time I went visit a job site, we were over in Myers Park, and uh, I didn't know your dad that well, and he was just laying into some flooring contractor. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's no joke. I better have my p's and q's in line and just kind of peppering this guy and he looked up at me and flashed his his big grin he was just messing with the guy I had no idea and uh just just such a wonderful person we yeah. gotta go to break man i know i know you got All a lot right. more to talk about yeah but we'll, i'll tell uh, some stories around that history when yeah. we return stay with uh, us you're listening to at home with roby the following is a sponsored program on wbt Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the last couple of segments, go back. You can podcast us anywhere. You can find a podcast or find us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Really, really cool segment, last segment. You can listen to the part about how we we think the college football playoffs snubbed our our ACC Seminoles. Sorry, TJ, and your UGA Bulldogs, but... uh, the meat and potatoes of the of the last segment was really uh, you know Trent taking us down memory lane of of how Roby became Roby, um, Mr. Robisek, Andrew yeah. Robisek, Robacek, sorry, changed his name to Andrew Roby. Um, business start in 1950, and we were talking about uh, when your dad took over. Really, yeah. So I'll left. tell you something really cool. Uh, what number one, I think, uh, to to be in business 73 years and and to build a good reputation through the ups and downs and trials and tribulations. Uh, is similar to Florida State's story this year and the season they've had and the injuries and it's cool they've held their head high outwardly it looks good is that some good leadership going on there um I'll tell you something cool uh Andrew Roby check Andrew Roby's nephew granddad used to tell this story this is how I heard it and remember it um was Dr. Francis Robichick, yeah. and uh, world-famous heart, world, world yeah. heart surgeon, and uh, started the Sanger Clinic, which put, really, I mean, you see what's going on with uh, with our hospital now. Yeah. Um, well, it's not Carolina's Medical anymore. Atrium. It's, it's Atrium Health. Like Memorial Hospital yeah, back then? Memorial back a long time ago. Uh, 
But when he was coming, he was his nephew of Andrew Roby. When he was coming to the States for the first time, he flew to Douglas Airport, and Mr. Roby's granddad used to say, he said, M -m -m Mr. Glenn, will you, will you go pick up my nephew? He's going to be famous one day, be way well, way richer than I'll ever even think about being. And that was Dr. Francis Robichek. Mm -hmm. I think he was like 21 or 22, came over here. I think he did the first heart transplant. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but definitely uh, a forerunner in that, that industry yeah. with the Sanger Clinic. Put Charlotte Hospital, uh, like I said, atrium on the map. So that's a, that's a cool tidbit. I'll tell you a story. I, some people know this. Uh, you know, inflation's coming. We talk about how you only know what you've lived through. And kids today don't understand inflation because they've always been in a very low inflation environment in the United States of America. It, it hasn't been that way over the world. But if you're only 30, 35, you never have had inflation. I mean, frankly, in my lifetime, as, I, as I'm as i aware, I was born in 78. I haven't really ever seen inflation. Yeah, 82 for And me. I'm 45, yeah. so everything, let's call it 50 and below, has never understood what inflation, how it can deteriorate money. Um, and my dad used to always tell me uh, growing up how bad the 70s were. And, and you know, that's just kind of what I knew. And when I got into business in 2000, he got out of my way and let me let me lead and grow our business with, with this wonderful brand um, and, and hard work that, that we have. And uh, he used to always try to temper my optimism and say, son, you never – this is what he said. He said, son, you never lived in the 70s. You were born in 78. He said, we were poor in the 70s. We rubbed two nickels together and tried our best to buy the <laughs> company from Mr. Roby. I think he did some owner financing, typically how small businesses are transacted, even at the, through the history of yeah, time. Sure. Uh, the seller has some skin in the game and works with the buyer to help make them successful. Everybody thinks you sell a business, you're going to get a pile of money. Never happens that way. Really typically <laughs> yeah. doesn't, especially yeah. in family small blue collar businesses um and he said we bought the business in 76 he said in 77 78 gas lines were a mile and a half long it was you know the gas crisis uh heard about that it goes cycle of time it keeps going around um interest rates were 18 percent mm -hmm. nobody was spending any money we had five employees we were working one day a week to stay on the payroll so we could have health insurance for our families he said we were poor really poor i guess you working one day a week to pay health insurance you poor yeah uh, he said you grew up in the 80s he said reagan come along trickle down economics pretty good when you're a little small business the way my dad always said the the, the wealthy people can make money if they're if they're friendly enough to go spend it and hire hire people everybody everybody seems to do a little better um he says in the 80s we were low middle class you thought we were middle class in the 90s you were a teenager you thought we were upper middle class, and we were just kind of maybe, maybe middle class at the low low side. He said, you got out of college. You, he was so proud. He said, you went to Chapel Hill and hung out with all them rich kids. <laughs> and you went back to the business. <laughs> he said, then you come back yeah. come back to town. You got this mentality. All these all these other kids kind of you. and your brother. You. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he was proud that first generations in our family went, went to college. And, he, you know, when you don't do it, you think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, now, you know, you question it at all, at all terms. I have five kids, so you wonder what's best. And as a parent, you never know. Get on your knees and think about it. Talk, 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 talk to the man. 
But uh, he he said in in IGN business and you just all bull market two thousands after after nine eleven. You know, it was pretty good run there to oh seven to then the oh eight. Oh eight, yeah. And he said, "We're gonna have a we're gonna have a seventies again." And Lord be, Lord benone two thousand eight two thousand and nine really got us. We had real hard times in oh nine, and we we. We blew the whistle, went to the back of Greystone, met for two days. Very tough decisions were made, and um, in hindsight, it saved the business. The next day or two, Dad come into my office one afternoon, about 6 or 7 o'clock, and took his hat off. We were haggard. We were beat down, and he took his hat off and said, he says, son, he said the 70s don't have anything on this. <laughs> I remember you saying that. And that's a fact, and uh, I tell people that, I think that was the last time he criticized my optimism, which he liked. It just scared him. He wanted you want your children and your friends and your family to be optimistic and positive, but you also don't want to get them head into a idiot buzzsaw. Right. Um, you want it to be tempered and logical. Uh, but I think I was a little less optimistic after that. I'm still a very optimistic person. I think y'all can hear that if you listen to the radio show. Well, I, I remember you talking with one of our clients uh, and right when this happened, when the recession really took off. And I think it might have been late 07, early 08. And the client was like, I, I got to go. Y'all figured this kitchen remodel, the, the world's about to stop. Oh, yeah, Tom Fink. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to yeah. say that. Yeah, great guy. Unbelievable guy. Great Tom's, guest. He's been on the radio. Absolutely. Yeah, wonderful guy. We he may have said that on the we show. We invest together. I mean, we were. I thought we had this project. Everything was great. Roby's going to the moon, and we had met with Heather, his wife, multiple times. I felt so good about this project. I was helping train Brendan Hackett. I got in there and helped sell this big house renovation. And he said, "Man, he's looking as a blackberry." And he said, "Guys, I gotta, I gotta." He wasn't paying attention to the, the thing we were saying. He said, "I gotta go to worlds, worlds blowing up." And I was like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, everything's great." I, I knew I should have been dealing with both the husband and wife the whole time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. They don't make people any better than no, that family. No, you're right. And uh, five kids. Well, yeah, that you, are now grown. And you and I recently went to a lunch with um, them for. Uh, um, uh, Oh, not urban ministry. God, gosh, roof above. I'm sorry, roof above. Wonderful lunch. Yep. Which, which Heather Champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a table. Took us, and I got to meet. We got to meet a couple of Heather's we siblings. Um, great, great time. But just as, I, the funny thing is, I think when I started looking at that job, Reagan was pregnant, and then we had Tatum, and I was like, oh my gosh, you got five kids. I tell them Heather for six or eight months that leading up to this job and. I said, I, I want five kids. She's probably like, this guy's a true snake oil salesman. <laughs> but I proved her wrong. <laughs> and I'm putting words in her mouth. She, I, she's, I say that to her sometimes, and she's never agreed that she thought I was just trying to sell. Mm-hmm. I think she believed me and thought I really wanted five kids, Lord willing. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, that anyway, it's it's crazy. I mean, I talk a lot about how every day you live now at 45, everything's not so black and white and, and right and wrong, and uh, it's hard. And every, every day, one more day is that much more stuff you see, and that it's an exponential amount of tread that goes on your tire every day you live. That's that's what I've enjoyed about life. And everything I used to throw stones at my good father and all these people in business and life and just living, 
Why would they do that? Well, dang. I now understand. <laughs> Life happens, and we're all human, and you make yeah. mistakes. Anyway, that's fun. Hopefully, those are good stories, well, and uh, let's pick, I might tell a couple more. Let's pick up from 09-10 on to where right. we are now. Here we go. Next segment. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host. If you missed the last few segments, we're going down memory lane. Uh, check us out, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, but anywhere you can find a podcast. This is fun, Trent. I'm having a good time. i tell you, okay, so... So we left off in 2009, 2010. couple Ronisms right quick. When I was an aspiring businessman, mogul, <laughs> this small little family business I grew up in, <laughs> Uh, one story is, uh, when I was coming up on my 14th birthday, when you're 14, you can work for a family construction business. My dad came to me, said, son, you got a thousand dollars in your savings account. You can work. You're about to be 14. My birthday was June the 6th. So it happened to be right before summer. He said, you can work any day. You don't have school, summer holidays, school vacations. You can't work. You can't work in the afternoons and replace extracurricular activities. I played sports. He said, but you don't have to play sports, but you don't, you will do something after school pertaining to education or social with school, which I like that. And, um, and so he said, however much money I'm going to pay you minimum wage, which was 425 in 1992. Um, no, ni- yeah, 1992. Uh, he said, we're going to run it through payroll. He said, however much money, he said, anytime you don't have school, I'll, I'll find something for you to do. I don't know if he even had, I always had something to, for me to do. Um, and he said, if you want to work overtime, I'll find something for you to do. Time and a half, man. That, that six, what's that, like six? Yeah. Six, 37, 50 or something. My first job was 14 at 96, but it moved up to $6.15. So you make that. Nine fifty. You were feeling like you were doing good. Anyway, he said, "When you turn sixteen, I'll buy you a car for how much money you have saved, but you can't touch your money that you have saved until you're twenty-one. Uh, that's called a uh, quote creation of a miser, <laughs> <laughs> workaholic uh, building." Anyway. So I had saved some money by the time I was 16, didn't realize. I was became a workaholic, cutting yards in the neighborhood. Uh, did a couple side jobs for for some for some friends, used the equipment that we had. Dad used to always say, what that equipment cost if you're renting? I, I'd get paid. I'd use the Bobcat for two days and gas, Petro, and, and, and never bill for that. He'd say, you're losing your butt, son. <laughs> but he liked it. He was teaching me. That's yeah, yeah. what I remember, how to figure jobs. Um so anyway, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, and then he used to always another thing he used to always say. He'd say I'd say, man, I don't, you know, I said, Dad, you, you a millionaire? And he said, Son, I don't even love you. He said, I'll never make a million dollars in my whole life if you add it all together. And I couldn't do the math. I was young and dumb and excited. And I said, This is when I was in high school, teenager, reading business books. Uh, and he just wanted me to understand that it isn't number one, and it isn't all about money. It's about finding happiness and finding uh, achievement, really, contentment. Um, and money helps, but, uh, yeah, so that's cool. So, anyway, coming out of recession, 2010, 11, I think we hired David McGuire in 08. Yeah, yeah. 
you came along in 2010. Yeah, September 2010. Uh, and we were determined to diversify and grow the company besides just a historical customer modeler. Yeah. And we decided we would try to vertically integrate our, our customer that we've always served. That's right. Talk about um, that a little bit. Yeah. So we served. Dad, you know, riding into town, Dad had three rules when I was a kid. We'd ride down 74, 270, he'd point at the city, say, son, three rules. Number one, we owe our livelihood to Hugh McCall. He built that city. That's why we have opportunity to serve people because of the banking industry. Number two, Hugh McCall wouldn't have been able to build the city without the airport, without our international airport, Jerry, or built the airport dictator ran the airport held a jerry and then uh and then number three our our uh our royal family he said this with complete reverence the whole thing is the close family and our, our crown prince is Derek close Derek close is probably a teenager in his low 20s springs industries what a wonderful asset south of our city uh, really helped our city, Fort Mill, that whole whole all of South Carolina, really, and, and Lower Charlotte. Thank you all. But but that was the thing, man. So vertically integrate that customer, that yeah. decision maker that we've been so blessed to serve and uh, be the best service provider. I used to always say when I was trying to sell a job to a banker or something, I'd say they said, "Who's your competitor?" And they expect I was going to say another You'd contractor, say the, the barber. I say you. And they say, huh? And they get all mad, bow, bow <laughs> up at me. And I say, man, I say, what do you do for a living? They say, I manage to do these deals, put these deals together. I well, say, okay. Well, well that, if you, you don't return calls, you don't get the deal done. That's the nucleus of the Roby family of companies is is that customer, whether it's commercial, plumbing, electrical, mechanical, reality, yeah. all the things, that's the nucleus. That's the hub. So this person, they have multiple houses. They take care of their kids. They help their kids. They incubate their kids along the way. The kids kind of see who they like to do business with. Influencers Um, in the community, yeah. They run businesses. They make business buying decisions on the business properties, the the commercial properties, industrial properties. And then they invest in stuff. So it's like, hey, we're not going anywhere. That was kind of always our reputation. Like, we're really good people. We're really hard workers. We don't always get it right, but we're always going to be there to, to do it right. That's right. And I tried to change that, and and I hurt some feelings uh, when I was a bull in a china shop. I said, well, let's, we don't always get it right, but we're always proactively spending money and effort to get it better the first time um, was kind of the evolution of that. And I think we do a good job of it. So uh, you're, you're, you're a key part of that, Patrick. Thank you. You're welcome. Wonderful partner, wonderful friend. Thanks um, for letting me be a part. Yeah, so that's what I live by. Uh, I hope it was educational. I'm sure a lot of y'all who are my friends and listen to the show have heard some of these stories, but be fresh on your mind next time I see you. Go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, Carry a smile around on your face and happy holidays. Take care.